Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Paul Jiggins joined us from the Sun. We had a good look back at all the... Big games in the Premier League, uh, we brought you that. And um, we celebrated the British Pie of the Year Awards with the, with the winners, didn't we? Well, that was the other big sporting event of the weekend, well, was, let's be honest. You know, we, I'd, I'd say that sport. Um, and we had some Clips of the Week pewter from 2005. They were very good. They I were, think, one yeah. particularly. We actually played it twice, as you'll discover. <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul, and... We should start with Jimmy Greaves because I know our mm. teams played each other. It was perfect that they did on that day, wasn't yeah. it? And uh, it was, you know, great tribute from Tottenham and great tributes from everybody. And he was a hero for both of us, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, yes. Absolutely. He meant I mean, you so saw him much. when you were a kid. I did. You saw him for like the two full seasons, more or less. Yeah, at I started Chelsea, going to Chelsea it? in 59 when I was about seven, six yeah. or seven. And, uh, and he stayed for two years. And I know he was my hero. I remember that. I remember. Mm. Charles Buckens Football Monthly used to advertise Bovril on the back. Oh, did he really? And on the back of the programme. No, he was a hero. Old he was... pushed colourised photos that mm. they used to sort of colour in. Have everybody yeah. seen those old football magazines? They all know. Sort of Jim, sort of, where they bend down. They'd always be an orange ball, yeah. wouldn't it? And they'd always have the knee on the ball. And he was on fantasy football, of course. And, yeah. Uh, and, and loved being on it. We came on with Saint, and he also did a, there's a, it's on YouTube, a brilliant Phoenix from the Flames where he's really funny in it. And because mm. he had that ability to be funny and he was mm. a very funny man and I, I, I like Jim White but he sort of has a go at David in, and Frank in the Telegraph you're yeah about. I mean he sort of says uh, he says uh, David and Frank chose to mock him on their fantasy league as an out of touch representative of the past it's not actually true I think that what they were doing were taking the mickey it was the Sky era just mm. started yeah and ITV had lost all their football and, they uh, still had the Ensley League. They had the Ensley League, and that's what it was yeah. about, the, taking the mic. And they, they were happy to come on and everything. Well, and, were, well, you know, even and David and Frank loved them. In the, know, the European Championship series that we worked on later on, we, we spent a, a fun hour in their company in the green room, didn't we, after the show? Later yeah. on, they were on good form, they and stuck around. We interviewed Jimmy, of course, on this show. And, yeah, a good uh, few times. And yeah. obviously Norman's coming on. We've spoken to him many, many times about Greavesy. So, you know, so all in all, it was a, a sad day. It did overshadow, really. I mean, what was a an interesting game? At half-time, I sent Sam Matterface a text because he predicted it was going to be 4-0. Hmm. So I said to him, it's clearly not going to be 4-0. I was quite, I was quite worried. <laughs> Lucky it wasn't 6-0, but for Eric Dyer's yeah, body. And 25 minutes later, I've put, on second thoughts. Yeah. yeah so. What it does this weekend, it reinforces a few things. I mean, not just, you know, Chelsea ultimately, you know, a bit of a troubled first half, although Tottenham didn't create a lot of clear-cut chances. 
but ultimately winning at a canter once they got their game together. Liverpool not playing particularly well, but just getting the job done. You know, maybe we should just have the top four playing each other. We should have a Premier League two, <laughs> which is everybody from sort of fifth till twelfth, and then we can have a Premier League three. Because uh, at the moment, but, but I mean, in I, the just past a... couple of years, it's been Premier League one, hasn't it? It's been Man City won it at canter, Liverpool won it. It was only three seasons ago when Man City and Liverpool went head to head right to the end. Mm. Otherwise, you know, it often is a one horse race. And you could, this I mean, year, if, I don't think it will. If be. you I win next weekend against City, I mean, that that well, is really laying down a marker. And I did, look, yeah, oh, you beat City four times in a row. That'll take a bit of doing, I think. But we'll see what happens. Look at looking at the depth of your squad, the ability mm. and the quality of your coach as well. Well, it's you know it's very hard to make a case for Chelsea not winning. There were a lot of people's favourites mm. at the start of the season. I mean, I don't know, know. After the first half, I didn't think they would look like champions. I've written. I can't see why people pundits think Chelsea are going to win the league. I thought they were poor in the first half, and mm. you know. Uh, Havertz, he's frustrating, honestly. He's he's a funny player, he wasn't great. I, I've got a feeling that Werner, though he came on and missed a couple of chances, I actually think he's going to be Lukaku's best partner. Mm. I think he's most suited to playing with him, so we'll see. Uh, but it was a bit of a Harry Ramsden in the second half, a complete battering. It, it certainly <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a tough watch. The Chelsea fans were singing, I can't, why the f are you still here? And I'm thinking, you know, you've got a point. <laughs> Just this, about 75 minutes, think, why am I still here? But, you know, it's what I do. No, of course. But anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, Danny Murphy there saying uh, Tottenham should maybe forget about the top four. Oh, don't worry, we have. <laughs> I think it's fairly fairly safe to say. It's true. I mean, I, I never quite learn. I don't learn anything from. Mm. Um, maybe I will in time, and maybe what he's actually saying is right. But I listened to Nuno in post match, and he just says, "We must work. We must work." I'm, well, I'm sure you, but that doesn't really tell me anything. It doesn't tell me what you made of the performance. He sort of said. We, you know, let's focus on what we did in the first half, and then that let that be the blueprint. But um, the, the problem clearly is Harry Kane. I mean, it's, he, you know, it yeah. was a chance for Tottenham to reset, and I think they should have taken it. The, it's, it's never good in any yeah. organisation, not just football, anything, to keep an, an unhappy employee. No matter how great the employee is, if yeah. he doesn't want to be there. You've got to find a way of, of moving him on. It's, I mean, it looked. It looks. I mean, who knows? Only he'll know. And I'm not suggesting for one minute he's not trying. But when your heart's not in something, truly not in something, we shouldn't be surprised that a player mm. who said, I, "I'd like to leave," um, is playing like a man. Ultimately, looks like he doesn't want to be there. And I just don't sense. However hard you try, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a relationship you try to make work. It could be a job <clears throat> you try to make work. But if your heart's not in it, your heart's not in it, is it? No, it's not ideal. What can you do? Uh, do you want to do this um, call something? Oh, yeah, a couple of things. Um, two things to get you going on. It's a Colts wide receiver. What's his name? Cooper Cup. Sounds like a tournament <clears throat> trophy. Yeah. They're, they're playing for the Cooper Cup. They're playing for the Cooper Yes, they are. Anybody he, he plays for... Um, uh, Indianapolis Colts, and uh, he's a wide receiver. And uh, I was watching last night on the Red Zone, so I thought TV format... Formats for Cooper Cup. Yeah, I, I've gone with my cup runneth over. That's uh, Cooper's. Cooper regularly jogs over to uh, various mm. celebrities to interview them. I can see that. I've, I've, I'm thinking of something called Up for the Cup. I don't quite know what to do with it. <laughs> certainly at this time of day. Well, you did have a good suggestion. I did have a. Calm. I did have a suggestion. Yeah, you can get him over the counter now. Apparently. <laughs> so um, anyway, give us some ideas. Give us some formats for Cooper Cup. Jigos, the I can see him thinking that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Also, we're interested in things you did to change your fortune. Sometimes you think, I'll do that and things will turn around for me, mm. which is clearly what Graham Potter 
Oh, wow. What Graham Potter thought. I just tipped a load of tea all over the you place. You're not supposed to have tea. You mean water. Uh, well, it's... it's yeah. It's, uh, anyway, there's no sugar in it. Oh, this is a good start of the day, isn't it? What with that and 3-0 yesterday, the day could only get better. Um, anyway, paper towels, please. So, <laughs> it's a shame it's not telly. So, anyway, where was I? Yes. Um, Graham, um, Graham Potter decided... Graham's bringing the super soccer. <laughs> Somebody's put the sprinklers on in, in the studio. But, uh, yes, yeah. um, Graham Potter's grown a beard. and is now this show by Duckworth Lewis. Say, spent five years in Scandinavia, now looks more Scandinavian than he did when he lived there. Yeah. But the beard's made a difference. Look at the team. Amazing what yeah. Brighton are doing. Tremendous. And uh, you, I keep this thing that Pep Guardiola said about me. I thought at the time it was a kind of thing to wind up Frank Lampard, yeah. who was his rival manager. But... He sort of said, I think the best English manager is Graham Potter. Yeah. And, you know, kind of showing that he might So be. what did you do? Maybe you grew the beard. Maybe you... Whatever you did, that thing, this will definitely turn my fortunes mm. around. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. But what did you have in your mind you think would definitely, definitely turn things around for you? And whether it did work or didn't work, tell us all the circumstances in the Graham Potter envelope. Talksport.com. Text 8 to 10 eighty nine. Tweet to TSH and J. Anyway, I've got your hot. Laurie's coming. That's not a good sign. Just got to. It's right. It's it's mint tea. There's no sugar in it. All the controls are intact. There's a, there's, there's a small now bit the of smoke coming in. Yo, you've caused there's, a lot of problems. There's a now. small bit of smoke coming out of the control wrong. panel. It's not a fire. It's just a small blaze. It's all fine. It's don't worry about it. No fire. No, no need to call the fire brigade. No, it's it's all good. Um, anyway, wild dry up. Paul Jiggins will be with us. <laughs> uh, in a, it's been a great couple of days. We'll be with us in a moment. Uh, Mr. Penalties, Ben Littleton, to take us back to Upton Park yesterday. I don't even call him Mr. Penalties. Yes, Mr. Penalties, that's <laughs> his name. Did he? That's his name. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, well, Mark Noble, Mr. Penalty, didn't he? Oh, and uh, Mark Halsey, et cetera, et cetera. You get the idea. Um, we're here with our good friends. At... I've just been reminded because they've shown yesterday's IPL game. Yes. And the first thing they showed, and I've written it down, the IPL's back. Let's hear it for the Uber Premium Tata Safari SUV. <laughs> what a great car. Don't tell I can't buy it. You can't buy it. It's not that on sale car. here. Um, anyway, lots to come between now and four. More, pa- more paper towels, please, if you don't mind. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Um, Paul Jiggins from The Sun joins us now to look back over the uh, weekend's games in the Premier League. We'll rattle through them all. We will kick off, Paul, before we talk about the Spurs-Chelsea game that you were at, uh, to talk about uh, Jimmy Greaves. That was a lovely uh, moment's applause for him uh, from both sets of fans yesterday and a number of the Tottenham players that were at the game. Um, it was a man that wrote for your paper for many years. I saw Dave Kidd talking about writing yeah. his column with him, ghosting his column for many years, and what a joy that was. Yeah, I grew up reading him. Um, mm. I unfortunately, never got to see him play. Uh, Dad, despite being a Millwall fan, always said he was the best striker that there ever was. Mm. So, you know, I, I took that because the old man weren't a bad judge. Mm. And as I said, but I was in a generation that grew up Rather reading him in the sun or seeing him on TV, and he was, as we know, he mastered that as well. Yeah. And I thought that, you know, it topped. It was just a sad weekend for working class heroes, wasn't it? Yeah. Yesterday, when you look at John Chalice yeah. as well, mm. and I thought, yeah, the respect that you would expect at Tottenham, just sad quirk of fate, you know, or a bizarre one that both Tottenham were play- and Chelsea were playing yeah. on the day that he passed. Um, I thought the tributes were excellent and one thing Tottenham do really well is their old boys network and the former players they do keep them yeah. involved with the club unlike mm. a lot of other clubs that you could mention you know that frees old players out and that don't want to be involved with their club's history Tottenham are proud of their history mm. um, and you know they keep the players in and you saw that you see by uh, the number of players who turn up to show their respect at the side of the pitch and all of them uh, were willing to give interviews on half-time half mm. with Paul Coyle on the pitch, which was uh, quite touching, and, and there were some funny stories as well. Yeah. And, it, yeah, it, it was a, a fitting tribute. Well, uh, uh, can I just recommend yeah. as well, we were talking about this before the show, mm. the BT film that came out a couple of years ago, or maybe a year ago, Tom Boswell's film on Greasy. It's called Greasy. Mm. It's still there. When I watched it, and even though I'd grown up seeing him, you're just reminded by yeah. what a brilliant player was. I mean, Lionel Messi has come in. When I was question. growing up, you saw that the, 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 um, the goals, there were a lot, but being younger, because there was a bit more recent history. Mm. But looking on the big screen yesterday, we were playing some of those great goals that he'd scored. Mm. You'd forgotten yeah. how good he was. You also forgot, he seemed to be a yard, not only on with the ball and running with the ball, but in his thought as well. He was... Mm almost ahead of his time ahead of the other players and they just simply couldn't handle in some of the defences and you're forgetting then you're playing with a pudding of a ball on a pudding of a pitch Yeah, yeah. and he just made it look effortless and he was just you know we were talking about him on fantasy football but the Phoenix from the Flames I watched that this morning he's mm. very funny <clears throat> yeah. and he had that natural comedy thing timing or whatever mm. you call well, it Dave Kidd was telling me a few stories there when he, he even um, obviously uh, the, after batting alcoholism he used to turn up at the Christmas lunch and would sit there and would be just as funny on soft drinks and water as everyone else thought they yeah. would be on alcohol and he you know never once sort of begrudged anyone drinking near him or anything like that um, and then that I, I, I think I can tell this story I think Dave wouldn't mind they used to do a toast at the end of, to the greatest living Englishman and he he always used to respond with oh 
get stuffed if you could imagine sort of yeah, a, yeah. the ruder version of that <laughs> so yeah, yeah a lot of humility and a lot of humour absolutely yeah we'll talk to Norman Giller one of his best friends a little bit later on uh, because it was a remarkable career with a lot of twists and turns and a life as well so Norman will pay tribute to him later on in the show Let, let's just uh, we've, we've touched on it myself and Andy but um, you're a man with a bit of distance on it Paul what did you make of uh, yesterday from both teams point of view first half I thought it was very even <clears throat> and I think we thought at half time when he replaced when uh, Tuchel replaced Mount with Conte we thought wow well, he's showing Tottenham a bit of respect here Chelsea are going to go a bit more defensive <laughs> quite the opposite mm. by bringing on Conte it actually freed up a lot of Chelsea's front runners and they just put Tottenham to the sword in the end I think the strength in depth <clears throat> told um, uh, oh, considerably yeah. uh, which you would expect when you see Chelsea's bench it's like another first 11 mm. and I just think Tottenham are not that level yet and they've, they've just got to be careful now Tottenham haven't mm. they? they don't let it slide too much like you said I don't think Tottenham fans are necessarily expecting top four or no. you know but they certainly don't want to be looking at you know a battle to stay in the top ten again well they, they weren't expecting top four at the start of the season and they're certainly not expecting it no. now so nothing you've not seen any at the moment to change your mind I, I think more to come from Chelsea too because the creative players aren't firing Havertz was poor yesterday yeah. Mount wasn't great Ziyech hasn't been brilliant this season Pulisic's injured and that was with Lukaku having a quiet day yeah. effectively by his standards yeah. wasn't it yeah, yeah well both strikers did didn't they I thought yeah. that, you know, I put them on a piece yeah, this morning I mean what, what's your handled Lukaku pretty well but uh, he still was a threat especially when he put Werner in what's your take on K then uh, Paul, you've watched you've watched him sort of come through the ranks. You've it is difficult, it at, at isn't Millwall it? As a kid, yeah, it's difficult with it because you're looking at it also you're looking at him in a different way now. You know, the, the halos slipped a little bit after the summer's events, and you know, Kane's never been the strongest starter to a season anyway. But mm. are, are we reading too much into it now that this is because he asked for a move in the summer? I'd agree that there's certain elements. There was a, an incident yesterday where, in the first half, where um, Tottenham broke down the left and instead of making the dart into the near post, he hung back. Yeah. And he's almost playing like a false number nine himself. He's, sure. He's not, you know, he dropped so deep yesterday, I thought he was going up on cross rail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Let's have a look at the West Ham-Manchester <laughs> United game, which was a, a really yeah, eventful yeah. match oh. in quite an incredible uh, game of football. I mean, we're going to look at the big penalty calls later on with Mark Halsey and, and look at the big Mark Noble moment. But it's interesting, isn't it, with... You know, David Moyes just what can he say? He says I'm paid to make the big calls. It, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Didn't he watch the Euros in the summer? Why do you do that? I, I, never, I, I can understand <clears throat> managers bringing on goalkeepers because I think you may have a goalkeeper that's better at saving penalties than the one who's already between the posts. But by sending on a striker, you're essentially saying he's going to score, and it's if the taker's not on enough pressure mm. as it is. You're yeah. You know, I, th- I think you're then putting so much more on the shoulders of the man you're sending on specifically to do the job. That I, I think it perhaps he it, knew it, that he hadn't saved the penalty for forty. Well, in that case, you just kept through whoever was on the pitch and let him take it. <laughs> I, I just think that by, by doing that, I think you, you increase the odds in the, in the goalkeeper's yeah, it's favour. It's making a change at a corner. Often it probably Absolutely. doesn't make any difference, but there's a sort of cliche about it, and there's a reason for that cliche because it isn't a great idea, and that wasn't a great idea. It no, wasn't. it wasn't. And uh, yeah, I did like the BBC's heat map of him yesterday, though, which was yeah. essentially <laughs> just a, essentially just a penalty spot. Oh, dear. But you know, West West Ham played well, and Manchester United found a way, as they often do after after sort of. You know, going well, they've behind. certainly been finding a way this season. Mm. I think if you look at games they've been, in, well, mm. certainly games I've seen them in. Especially the three um, away games, they yep. could easily have dropped Wolves, points in all yeah. of them. And, and then even the Newcastle one, yeah. Newcastle had a few chances, and I think was it ended up four one. 
which really flattered United. Wolves, if Wolves would have had a finisher that day, then I don't think Man United would have won. Mm. And you could say the same yesterday, you know, they're a penalty away um, and probably a bad penalty decision away from not only uh, losing two points, but perhaps losing all three. If you were calling the top four now in order to maybe start in, uh, you know, who's going to win it? I'd go Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Man United. So that would be. See, I think United are going to be. They're a bit like Chelsea in the sense that they're not playing particularly well, but they're winning games. They're getting points. Sancho hasn't even started yet, has he? I mean, really, I I know. You know, want to see a bit more from him. But if you can bring on Lingard, who's a terrific player, and you know, they're like Chelsea. They've got a great bench. But he deserved minus points for not celebrating yesterday. Come on, he's been at the club since he was fifth, since he was a kid. He's meant to be a Man United supporter. I know, but I don't think West Ham. No football fans should be grudge at a player celebrating. They did applaud him onto the pitch, which was nice. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> would have got over Bill Wall. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Jiggins from the Sun with us in the studio. Brighton Leicester. Uh, we're just saying growing that beard has been so good for, I mean, not just uh, sartorially. I mean, it, it's 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 been brilliant for Brighton so far. Can they keep it up? Yeah, it's the hell of a dog, isn't it? As they say, he's doing quite <laughs> well there. Uh, I think that he's very high, highly rated um, certainly not amongst it which is probably why he's grown the beard mm. um, I think that Brighton are in a position now where instead of being among four clubs who were perhaps looking over their shoulders they're now probably among seven or eight mm. I think you're looking at the, there are a lot of clubs who have been in the Premier League for the last couple of years the likes of Wolves as well who are not as maybe as strong as they were so Brighton have almost caught them up a little bit and I think yeah. that they'll be heartened by the fact that they've continued their decent end to the season, if you like, and, and they've carried that on. They're, he's getting to, you know, the longer the manager stays, the more they're getting in tune with his methods, the more they're uh, slowly sort of turning the way they play around. You know, it's quite a big transition after Chris Shooting left. Um, the, the points were not necessarily that much different, but you could see where the style of play, where, we, where he thought he was trying to improve it. Although I still don't believe there's a right way to play football, I think. It's whatever gets you over the line. But he's certainly got his own ideas on how he wants to play. He's implementing them at Brighton, and the players seem to be buying into it. And the way Brighton play and the way he wants them to play, it very much, uh, the platform for it is very much confidence. You know, you can't play that, uh, the possession game he wants to play and uh, risk, you know, risk and reward, if you like without having confidence. Mm. And I think that obviously the, the results will give them that. And so you'd like to think from a Brighton point of view, then you'll see a continued improvement in performances. Interesting from an England, result, sorry. Yeah, sorry, interesting from an England point of view as well, because you'd imagine next summer he's going to be in big demand. Uh, Gareth Southgate will definitely go to the World Cup, but what will happen after the World Cup? And if he lands a big job, maybe that's a disappointment for England because maybe he's a natural successor, you know, looking ahead, but we'll see. Well, we'll see. And also you've got a former FA bloke who's above him, Dan Ashworth, yeah. at Brighton, who's, who's there. So maybe he could put in a few recommendations to his, his former bosses at St George's. It's interesting how the narrative can change with a result, though, because uh, with a couple of other refereeing decisions, Brighton lose that game. We're not talking about Why? Brighton now, are we? You know, no, Leicester, we're, we're, Leicester, we're standing Leicester, in for another season of struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Brighton are being forward. I don't think they're going to have, you know, anywhere sort of approaching 13th or 14th and they've had a very mm. good season. 
I think, but it, you know, this just gives him more of a chance yeah. of, of, of attaining it. There are parallels in the Liverpool Palace game, maybe to Spurs Chelsea, in that you know, Palace made it mm. difficult at first, but in the end, uh, the class told, didn't it? I thought it was a bit more like the Villa game, where Palace, even in the second half, even when they were behind, they were still attacking, there were still chances for yeah. them. But it, ultimately, at the end of the day, one team that they're expected yeah, to win, win 3 0. Yeah, and I think that's what we were saying earlier about where the class comes through and where the strength and depth comes through. Uh, I think Palace wouldn't see this as necessarily a fixture where they anything they would get out of it would be a bonus. Mm. You know, that's not going to this not going to define Palace this season. Um, but it, again, I think we're just seeing that Liverpool looking rather than the Liverpool we saw last season when thought we all know they had a lot of injuries and there was a lot of special circumstances regarding COVID that hit all the all the clubs. Um, they're looking a bit more like their old selves again and like I said I think they'll be challenging Chelsea and certainly challenging for the title that miss by Jota was Roger Davis I thought oh, no. I written, Timo yeah. Werner would have been proud of that one. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what a game that was we're going to jump around but a game that yeah. was that did feel season defining which is why I think the crowd home crowd were booing at the end was Norwich Watford because they're yeah. the games they're the games I would say it was a six pointer but Norwich are going down so it doesn't matter but they are the games that <laughs> Norwich fans are probably thinking that, look if we're going to stay up and we're going to start to turn this around we've got to get something out of today and well, then well it's one thing you know, and it's one thing having that strategy of going up and making sure you don't take no financial risks but then Norwich fans will be looking at what Brentford are doing and you know they've not exactly spent Anymore on Norwich, I don't think their squads are of entirely different mm. value. Probably similar value to squad, and then just you know Norwich would regard themselves rightly so as a bigger club than Brentford. And yet Brentford are coming up and giving us a real go. Yeah, and they've almost got managers with the same philosophy. Both Norwich want to play, Brentford like to play, and yeah, it just seems that Brentford have a little bit more ambition on the field, if you like, and, and in the way they're approaching them, a bit more adventure mm. in the way they're approaching this Premier League season, where. Norwich, it's almost like they've, you know, they're fighting for for twenty or you know before we even started. Yeah, they've really, you know, they've not. Um, I saw them and they played very well at home to Leicester, and they was unfortunate to lose that. And you thought, oh, if they go, keep on going like this, they'll be okay. But you're right, this the games like when Watford come to town. Yeah, they've got to be beating these teams. If if they if they're gonna go, you know, not worry about beating the big team, then you've got to beat. The teams around you sure. to ensure survival. And I, like, you know, it's almost like they're throwing a hat in already. <laughs> Brentford, though, Andy. Brentford, your second team, season ticket holder. I mean, Ivan Tony. I've been so impressed. And when I watched him live, he's he is special. And it was interesting to hear him compared to Drogba because on that second goal, or the the run was in just like Drogba. It was just he just shrugged the defender off, and he's really a really a top player. And, It'd be interesting to see if Brentford can keep him next summer. Yeah, or even in even in January, the way things are going, there are a few clubs that we've seen this weekend who need a striker, and not just in the lower reaches, but you know near the top end of the Premier League as well. Mm. And uh, I think it'll, it'll be on a lot of radars to come the summer, if not before. <laughs> he, would. he would, you know, he and would. someone mm. like someone like him would do a very good job there with the chances they create and the ratio of his finishing. And, but when you're looking at Tony as well, after the first couple of games. Brentford did very well, didn't they? Beat Arsenal in the opener. Then I think they drew at Palace. If I'm not mm. say. And Tony hadn't scored. And all the questions afterwards to the Premier manager were, you know, how do you think Tony's going to would he score at this level? And he just laughed. And now you know why he was just laughing yeah, yeah. because he, he's not only scoring, he, he's actually looking a real threat, and he's bringing other players into the game as well, which he did in the Championship. But to do it in the Premier League, you, it was always going to be a question: could he? 
step up a level when he clearly can. Mm. They've got Liverpool on Saturday, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. Shandon Baptista, I've written with a slightly balmy decision to rugby tackle someone on a yellow. It was like Boris in soccer. Age. It was a bit. <laughs> it, it was, was yeah. a bit in soccer. It was, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, Burnley, Arsenal. Arsenal got the result. Um, again, they've had two <clears throat> back-to-back one nils, and the season's not looking a little bit different. And so they, yeah, they're int- taking six points against teams that have got one point between them. Yeah, but still. Yeah, they, they, <clears> but they, they do look more solid. Yeah, and they and saw that, the game down. sets up nicely for Sunday, doesn't it? It does. We say nicely. Yeah. I know. And, and <laughs> probably the worst derby since Derby County. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be hard for Tom. I think Arsenal do look more settled. They yeah. do look like they've got a, you know, they know what they're doing for a bit. The first couple of games, they were the first three games, they're all over the place. Yeah. But. Um, um, so I think they both take a draw at the moment. Uh, Burnley um, and Wolves fans, should they be concerned? Do you yes, think? definitely. The one I was talking about prior, I know about the number of more. Uh, more clubs are in that you put Burnley in that bracket as well they'll be looking over their shoulder um, see Dice signed a new deal uh, quite what that means these days I'm not sure because mm. you know whether he stays or goes is not going to depend on the no. length of his contract so that's almost a bit of an irrelevance um, yeah they want a, n- a number of clubs who will be looking over their shoulders and like again then, then saying that, that probably had a thought they could have got something against Arsenal given the way Arsenal had been playing Um so, not worried because Burnley always seem to find a way. Yeah. But there will come a, one year when they won't find a way and they'll end up being dragged into it and um, dropping out of the division. And it's, it's early days for Wolves under a new manager, but still, you know. They've yeah. shown some good signs. Though, yeah, playing well, they just can't put a ball in the net. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, I really thought Villa Everton was an interesting yeah. game because Everton, you take out Richarlison or Calvert Lewin, but not both of them. It yeah. was too much for them Pickford out as well but Villa impressed me massively against Chelsea I thought they were excellent they've reinvested and the Grealish money well yeah, they? And they I think like they have. arguably a lesson to Tottenham as mm. well with, with a Kane no, you're just saying before I come in that it was a chance for Tottenham to reset Villa took the opportunity to reset and they look look they're, never, you know, they're always going to idolise Jack Grealish and they're always going to miss him to a certain extent but you've got to realise a player like that is going to end up going to a, the top level so it's what you do to counter that once he's gone and what you do to cope with the situation when he's left and I think Villa had so far looked like I've done that very well definitely Matty Cash not only adopting uh, Jack Grealish's hairstyle but also his technique for the well, yeah, he, could, he, could he hasn't started for... wearing the, the wrist not thing, yet yeah. he hasn't started wearing the, the, the cast the lucky cast <laughs> or, 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 or no shin pads so he, could, that's true. he can play for Poland can't he I read the other day Matty Cash his oh, mum's really? Polish so he could really, yeah. he qualifies to play for them so I think he's sort of seeing what the situation is there um, City Southampton a bit of a Wow, a flat game really, wasn't it? Flat game, but you know, we're talking about games that could define sort of title challenges and stuff like that. That could be one of them because it was just saying you believe that the title race should be decided on the matches the top four when they play each other. Hmm. Should be, but 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 this showed on Saturday that you know when you drop if you drop points against the team from lower, that can have a massive impact as well. And people say it's only two points, and it's of course there's still such a long way to go. But, you know, all, all the points add up, don't they? When you get to the end of the season, if they're two points, um, you know, off the race or two points off the title, then they'll look back on this game and they'll think that was... Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the other thing that will decide is when, is when the two when the big, like for this weekend, City are playing Chelsea, very likely could be a draw, mm. right? Mm. When the two big... When your rivals are playing each other, mm. you've got to win those games yeah. on that day. You well, have well, to. Well, that's the, that's the cash-out weekend, isn't it? That's your weekend to really sort of, like you said, lay down a marker, you know, put and, and turn the heat up a bit. And City at home as well just didn't do it. And I'm not sure, you know, that Southampton are any better than they were last season. 
but uh, you know, I think this is down to City. It's not about Southampton. Cause they the could City, have lost it, of course, hadn't they? Of course, the, yeah. Because the City to Ralph Hassan, who he's got rid of the wetsuit. He now looks like the best man at a wedding <laughs> no. after the dancing. I don't know what he looks like. It's just he's, he's, he's almost he's a man in search of a look, so he's just trying things out. Maybe it, it, it needs, someone needs to get a stylist down there. Yeah. You know, one of these. BBC programmes uh, get gock down there yeah I mean he'll come in like next week he'll be a sort of he'll go for a sort of cowboy hat and a, and a waistcoat and a pair of orange cowboy shirts. boots yeah, the cowboy boots that's gonna, a way to sign him a midlife crisis he's going to find a look he should just put putting it to the Southampton fans press the red button on your handset now do you want Ralph to dress see what he wanted to wear yeah. the Kyle Walker thing I mean it could have been worse for City yeah really. we're saying yeah they could have lost the game I, mean, um, I, I think you should put your sports editor really on the back of what we've been talking about today your football editor we, we should have a kind of a separate table for the top four Head to heads because yeah. that's the table that's ultimately going to matter at the end. Yeah, no, so almost like I'd a, go with that. a little uh, highlighted box. I think out. it's okay as long as all four of them are challenging right at the end. I mean, the last two years we've seen this at the top of the show. The last two years, it has been a one-horse race. It hasn't been great, has it? It's you don't sense over. it's going to be this time. Though, I think it will be closer. I think it, I think you're looking between Chelsea and Liverpool. I know you don't think Chelsea, Andy, but I think you're just bluffing us there. <laughs> you can't see that you're. It's not that I don't think they, of course they can win it, and uh, and they're playing very well, and they've got a great squad, but. You know, I think it'll be tighter. Than I think people. you've also got the manager we saw yesterday, maybe. And they don't have a great record against United yeah. under Solskjaer. They, they've lost a lot of times. But what you saw with the manager yesterday yeah. when he changed that and he could see during the game where Chelsea weren't living up yeah. to what he wanted. And he, he thought it was attitude. He changed it, yeah. Listening to him on yeah. TalkSport after the game saying he, he didn't like He thought they just weren't at it. And well, it I wasn't so much you. personnel and it yeah. wasn't tactics. What was interesting as well was... Sitting around the edge of the pitch and watching the players arrived. Mm. Tottenham arrived about 90 minutes because they were w- walking around the edge of the pitch on the far side of the stadium. Some of the Chelsea players didn't turn up until an hour before kickoff. Well, maybe that's the secret. I thought like, I thought the biofuse coach, you know, like, <laughs> not hardly, hardly an advert for those, was it? Yeah, zero net. Wasn't a great day to have zero net at Tottenham, was it, really? No. Oh, dear me. Like zero that's three, a, wasn't that's it? That's exactly what we got. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you, Paul. No we problem. Will, we will catch up with you soon. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Andy is looking for TV formats for the wide receiver at the LA Rams, Cooper Cup. Mm. Uh, is it spelt C-U-P or two Ps? Uh, it's K-U-P-P. Oh, he's a K-U-P-P. Okay, mm. fair enough. Um, uh, okay, what have we got here? Um, uh, Cooper and Gandalf interview numerous celebrities in Cup and Sorcerer, says Muggsy from <laughs> Accurate. I'm not sure. We're also interested to hear this <laughs> afternoon about um, things that turn your fortunes around. Graham Potter clearly decided a, a hipster beard would turn around the fortunes mm. of Brian. You know what? He was right. So some of the mad things you did, you thought, this will definitely change my luck. Uh, did they work or didn't they? Let us know. Talksport.com, text 81089 or tweet to TSHNJ. Anything else you want to talk about? Yes, Bucky Thistle. I thought that was a very interesting thing. We might be speaking to them uh, later in the week. Hmm. They have a connection with the horror legend, uh, the author Stephen King. Yes. he And he was wearing their football club shirt in a global broadcast on hmm. the weekend. So that was I was just thinking, watching the team, is it a bit of misery? Hey, 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 nice. Yeah, that's right. You went through all of his books. You get. Well, I remember that one. You do that one. It's <laughs> about the only one I can. Actually, I used to like Stephen King. I was quite keen on it. And um, yeah, there was there were a lot of stories about Emma Raducanu. But honestly, I do think you know, what's the point of the press doing what they're doing, and then in a year's time, it, it all goes horribly wrong because it's all too much. I mean, my fears for Emma by her doting grandmother. We don't. We just. We don't. We don't need to. Do that. Emma going to the gym. We don't need to see that. We don't. We don't need a photographer outside our house. We don't. Yeah. You know, the RFU, they're inviting her to um, to fixtures in November. Why? Don't. <laughs> Just let her play tennis. Just leave it. 
but they okay. won't. Well, you should happen. be her manager, Andy. You can turn, well, yeah. you can turn down all the offers as they come <laughs> in. She doesn't want to be in vogue. She doesn't want a modelling contract. Um, mm. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, this was quite specific. This was Daryl mm. Clark, um, Port Vale, uh, got uh, first home win of the season. And he said he, he was going to toast that with a glass of red wine. Mm-hmm. But this is the kind of attention to detail you get from football managers that us mere mortals can't live with. He said uh, there was a bit of a sloppiness, but I'll enjoy the result of a ni- with a nice glass of wine tonight at around half nine. <laughs> it's, very it's very specific. <clears throat> He's probably in the diary. He's probably set a little um, alarm on his phone. Yeah, nine thirty. Glass of red wine. Toast. First home win. But that is that is the level of detail that makes the greats great. Of course, we always admire the work of the sub editors in the tabloid newspapers. They're often very mm. funny, very clever. Uh, Troy Parrott, Tottenham on loan player at MK Dons, had a very good game. Yes. And uh, uh, the headline was a picture of him, and the headline was. Elan of Troy. That's good, That's isn't good, it? He'd had a good game. I saw that. It was a picture caption, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. Was. A very um, a very seasoned um, man in magazines, guy called the late great Felix Dennis. Oh, yes. Look him up. He once said, make every caption count. And because most times captions just say, you know, a footballer yesterday or, you know, <laughs> Charlton, great goal. But he always used to say to us when I worked at make every caption, you know, bring it, give it a separate, uh, give it a life he of its own. He was a good man. It's we good advice. Him. He came in. Yes, yeah, he had a, a coffee yeah, table book. On out. Muhammad Ali that yeah, he sort tremendous. of... A, 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 Projects he just did for a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. A few years back, I, I said to you that uh, it was a survey that said that a lot of children and people didn't realise that you had to uh, unpeel a banana to eat it. Which mm. I said that's absolutely. Well, you say impossible. a lot. Well, quite. <clears> few, I can't remember <throat> the exact amount. There was a, quite a staggering. So were they just eating the whole thing and then just spitting out the skin. Or? I just think they just looked at it and thought, "What do I do with this?" If this was dogs, because my dog will eat banana skins. Yes. Um, so, but that's well, he's different. He's a Labrador. Yeah, he wouldn't. <laughs> would literally eat anything. Yeah, that's right. But true. Uh, basically, one in seven twenty-five to thirty-four-year-olds believe that toad in the hole actually consists of toad. Yeah. I mean, what is wrong with people? <laughs> a quarter had never tried Scotch egg. I mean, it's not something like it's not caviar. Yeah. It's a Scotch egg. I mean, and then apparently, banger. Forty-one percent hadn't had never heard of bangers and match. Really, really okay. Well, it's, it's just different terms. It's different terminology. Uh, they probably know it as sausage and mash, Andy. Maybe the term bangers. I was watching my team yesterday uh, in in our fantastic stadium, and the phrase uh, "all fur coat, no knickers" came to mind. But I thought, that's not <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a phrase really that's, no, that's, that's, <laughs> that gets used a great deal not, on, not, on not TikTok. Much, really, but no. that's, I think it pretty much sums up <laughs> pretty much sums up where we're at really. And they had pedal they should call coat, it the I'm fur sorry. coat stadium. Can we get, well, they shouldn't really because no one wants to see fur coats. They're hateful things. But no, you know what? Absolutely. Yeah. So who's got one? Is grandmother's and uh, no, grandmother, mother's old. I mean, I'm talking about like from the fifties or something when no one realised. But it's I think it's leopard I think skin. They realised. They chose a. I just uh, turned a blind eye. Yeah. But occasionally leopard just, skin. Oh no. Oh man, that's I know, terrible. It's terrible, isn't it? It's absolutely terrible. But this thing from was handed down to her, and the, it's still in the wardrobe. And occasionally she, I'm going, get rid of it. You'll get, Paint thrown at you if you well, wear that. No, don't, don't, don't wear, wear that. And get get rid of it. Well, Make you know, it's too late it. now. It's not going to bring the tiger back. Is it? <laughs> well, like, Let's it be was honest. A, I thought it was a leopard. Just <laughs> well, yeah. leopard. Was, Sorry, not a tiger. Leopard. Like working with Chris Packham, isn't it? <laughs> leopard, tiger, tiger, schmiger. <laughs> Dear me. They had pedal car racing yesterday for kids what? aged four to ten at Goodwood. That's a bit of a segue, wasn't it? Well, uh, uh, just, where? Sorry, where? Goodwood. Proper racing track. Pedal car racing for kids. I'd like to see adult cars with F1. Drivers, yeah, that'd be tremendous when they see Lewis Hamilton pedaling away for, for victory. 
But Rizzler's been in touch. Uh, it, it kind of he, he's taken to Twitter and he said, "I was kind of hoping, Paul, that you were going to uh, rip into our manager after yesterday's performance." Well, you know, the guy's been there for ten minutes, Rizzler. You know, you've you look. It's it's you've got to judge him uh, over he's a on period paper of thin time. Ground there, Rizzler. Yeah, 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 he certainly <laughs> is. I don't know if he's a big lad, if he's Rizzler king size. But um, yeah, I, I don't, you, yeah. Know, you, you can't just sort of steam into someone, can you? You've got to you, you've got to look at the whole picture. That's not helpful, is it? No, it's not helpful. We've got mm. to give the man a chance. My, uh, I, I do have a f- uh, some concerns. I'm sure people do at the moment, but you've got to give the guy a chance. He's not had a chance to work with most of the players. They've been on international duty or injured or not around or not available. So let him work with the squad and see. We, look, we you know, we've, look, we've all watched this team long enough to know you've got to be patient. You do. Uh, this was a sto- little story in the sun. David Rush, 36, used his hands to scoop a record six pints of water from one container to another in 30 seconds in Idaho, US. So I thought it would be on YouTube. We looked it up. Wasn't it an absolutely rubbish record? Yeah. Any- like anyone could do it. I mean, the- most of the water went everywhere. Yeah. He had a big bucket of water, and then he had a little thing that he scooped it into, and you think... Well, Blimey, how he, that he, make the paper? he looks the break uh, kind of That's fairly. His thing, yeah. The other one was uh, lays. You know, the Hawaiian lays, the, yeah. the, the ring of flowers over the head of another person. How many you could do in thirty seconds? <laughs> Basically, it was just him and somebody about. Six inches away from him, and he just placed them over her head quickly. And I thought that's like he's at, you know, it's like he's at um, Hawaii Airport. It should not be in the Guinness <laughs> Book of Records. Be in the Guinness Book of Records, for goodness' sake. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Yes, we take you back to 2005 now and that dusty box of old mini-discs that have been digitised by our producer on his old mini-disc player from the 1500s. Beautiful. And so that's how we arrive at these. We've not heard them since 2005. 16 years. And we call them Clips of the Week Pewter because they're not sort of curated. They're not the best. This is how they went out that week in June 2005, warts and all. So um, where are we going to begin, Andy? We begin with Alan Brazil and Graham Beecroft talking racing. And then I'm at Lingfield tomorrow night. Old oh, Muddy. Come on, Muddy. Yeah. One of our horses runs tomorrow yep. night. You like that horse, genuine, don't you? Oh, he's a lovely horse. Yeah. He's that. Oh, oh, I shouldn't say it because he might be listening, Bicky. Yeah. He might be listening. Uh, but he is, he's, he's fairly average. Yeah. But he gives you 100%. Uh-huh. And do you know what he loves? What? He loves his tongue being tickled. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> Just see Alan there putting his hand in the horse's mouth. That would be, it sounds like he'd had a night out before, Alan. He was quite frisky, wasn't he? Uh, anyway, over to Mike Parry, who, not for the first time, could feel a song coming on. Yeah, Jay says, football is my first love. That reminds you of a song. Football is my first love, and it will be my last. And anyway, let's get on with this. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. That used to happen all the time. It was like a kind of... Uh, vocal Tourette's, wasn't it? Like a break into song. He obviously song thinks he can sing, but it's well, not great. It is wasn't it? bad. I mean, I've heard, I've heard worse. I've heard well, you sing. Well, I don't claim to sing. <laughs> this is Ian Collins now introducing a caller. Let's go to Thurrock. This will be Mike. Morning, Mike, or afternoon? Hello, it's uh, Mike here, Thurrock. Hello, it is Ian indeed. And, uh, yeah, hi. Jeff. Yeah. Um, I've got a hello. Who's Jeff? <laughs> hello, uh, hello, Jeff. It was that Simon Day? <laughs> yeah, was it? Really, yeah. oh, it's Mike here, a thurrock. Um <laughs> Anyway, uh, staying with the callers. Here's one to Alan Brazil on breakfast. Uh, and I believe they were fined for exactly the same thing. So how come all of a sudden Chelsea have got to be relegated and all these terrible things done to them? Yeah, are we overreacting? Uh, react, react, uh, react, 
reacting. <laughs> are we? I don't know. Are we reacting? Are we? <laughs> reacting. OK, uh, sticking with Big Al, here he is training a cricket guest. Coming up now, England cricketers and Essex captain Ronnie Arani will look ahead to the first international, the 2020 match against the Aussies. 2020 20. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. It never quite took off the 2020 As soon as they took a 20 out, it worked, didn't it? And staying with cricket, uh, this is one time overnight presenter Mike Mendoza with a caller. Let's go to Phil in Southampton. Hello, Phil. Sorry. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Not bad. Good, good. Uh, I just wanted to ask about um, sort of like people with cricket and what the actual fascination is. Well, a lot of people like it. Yeah, no, no. Uh, you obviously don't like it. Um, no, no, I, I love it. I just can't understand the game. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Mike Mendoza gave us one of our my favourite amateur cricket moments. We mm. were playing in that talk sport game, do you remember? Yeah, I do. He came into bowl and he just went, fell over. Just <laughs> fell over, yeah. Just didn't, fell over. Didn't release the ball. <laughs> And so went through the bowling motion, didn't release the ball, and obviously his arm being thrown forward threw him off balance. He just landed on his face. <laughs> He'd be a TikTok sensation, <laughs> he wouldn't would. he? At the moment, proper village that was. Um, anyway, um, what we got next? Back to Mike Parry displaying his great knowledge of South American football. I mean, mm. in terms of European grounds, they don't race. Yes, they don't race at all. There's like a lot of grounds in South America, like um, the Maracanana, Maracanana. Mar- yeah. Mar- Maracanana. Let's all go down the strand. Yeah, indeed. Maracanana. This is Nigel Botherway on Fisherman's Blues with a classic example of tempting fate. I wonder if Mike, my producer, is spying on me for Hawksby and Jacobs this week. Phone in with your clip of the week, 08704 2020 uh, Gary on Surrey. Uh, Gary in Surrey. Oh, aye, aye. Yeah, Gary on Surrey. The week. <laughs> Gary on Surrey. Hello there. Um, there's another one from Mike Parry, this time alongside Paul Breen-Turner. Yes, you've it's got the, to remember. It's the delivery, isn't it? Of course it is. Of mm. course it is. You can have a great joke, but it's got to be delivered properly. You can have a great car, but if Michael Ferrari wasn't driving it, it won't win that race. <laughs> Michael Ferrari. What's next, Andy? This is a caller to late night presenter Charlie Wolfe, yeah. who clearly been spending a lot of time in the company of Glenn Hoddle. And far Just... less casualties in the long run if we support them. So I don't agree with Brian Hawes. Protest. But it's a but Victor Hugo. It's a Victor Hugo situation, isn't it? Glenn's used that one a lot. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, Victor Hugo situation. <laughs> uh, time now for the travel with Gemma Hadley. Let's go to Buck, Buckinghamshire, the, the M4, debris on the road for the M6 through the West Midlands. Traffic busy southbound between junctions 10 and junctions 8. <laughs> <laughs> That should be clips gold. That's that. gold. That is. Come on, let's have that. I'm sorry, uh, that that's, is brilliant. It's a bit Teletubbies, but again, again, that's fantastic. That's just been gone for years, hasn't it? That one. I, don't I can't that one. believe that's not been played at Christmas. Are we playing it again. It's, I think we've got to play again if, if humanly possible. We will. Let's go to Buck, Buckinghamshire, the, the M4, debris on the road for the M6 through the West Midlands traffic. Busy southbound between junctions 10 and junctions 8. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she's still got the hiccups. It's in the Guinness Book of Records. Didn't somebody, didn't some American president sort of have the hiccups for about five years? Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it has the, the longest time is yeah. horrendous. Really. Anyway, finally, yeah. Graham Beecroft now in Brazil, uh, talking to rugby reporter Mike Beauville, who was out in New Zealand during that year's Lions tour and preparing for a big match at Wellington's legendary Cake Tin Ground. Finally, um, I'm just thinking the Cake Tin, it's going to be... Um, 
sort of heaven sent for the uh, headline uh, writers, isn't it? If uh, this is a disappointing performance for the Lions or vice versa. Go on then, Beaky, give us some of your headlines. Well, I don't know, I've not thought of too many of it. Rum Barbar springs to mind if oh, they have hello. a bad performance. Not what bad. about yourself, uh, Bobes? No, I, I leave you to... You, uh. you're, you're the smart one in this series. No, 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 Beaky, not at all. So, uh, I just, uh, you know, just thought of... It. Are there any Swiss players? No, there aren't there. No. Swiss Delice? No. Swiss Delight? No. Uh, Apple, if they're turned over, <laughs> Apple turnover. Can, can we move on from this? Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. There we are. Uh, I remember the headline following the defeat, Run Barber. It was, it was Run, Run Barber they went with, yeah, yeah, when we lost that game. Yeah, so Beaky <laughs> was right. So, uh, there we are. So we'll have some more clips of the week. Uh, that hiccups one's a corker. We'll have some more clips of the week pewter for you around the same time uh, next week. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again uh, tomorrow. Charlie Baker will be with me. Annie, you're back on Wednesday, aren't you? I am, yes, absolutely. We'll be here. Uh, if you can join someone tomorrow, that'd be great. If not, podcast available around 4.30. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.